Welcome to the Lafkate podcast. Lafkate is a seasoned teacher of the Word of God, an author and pastor of Vision Impact Church, a thriving church in Ghana. And now, today's message. I'm speaking to you a message I've titled Standing on Strong Shoulders. Standing on the shoulders of giants is a metaphor. This metaphor was used by Isaac Newton, who I believe you know that was a great scientist. But that was not the reason I chose the title of the message, Standing on Strong Shoulders. To show you the reason, I'd like you to please open your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 51, verse 1 and 2. It says, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the query from which you were healed. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was but one. And I blessed him and made him many. When I called him, he was but one. And I blessed him and made him many. There's an East African proverb which says, if you want to go fast, you must go alone. But if you want to go far, you must go with others. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16, it says, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But he said, we will not walk in it. Now, the prophet Isaiah said, listen, you who pursue righteousness and seek the Lord. And I believe that as I bring you this word of God, standing on strong shoulders, most of you are pursuing righteousness. That is, chasing after right standing with God that you want to live by those standards and not any other standard. Not the standards you have set for yourself and not the standards the world has set for you. And so the prophet was speaking exactly the mind of God. So God was saying to the people, listen. And God will say to you, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying that is top everything. Be quiet so you can hear the heart of God. And the heart of God is that he wants people who are seeking after him. God said he's proud of you if you are seeking righteousness. If you are listening, it means you are looking for the Lord. You are seeking after the Lord. That is why you tuned in and you are listening. That is why you came to church and you are sitting there and looking at me now and receiving the word of God. Then God says, 
I want you to see how you can attain righteousness. So God is now showing us a person who I believe also walked in righteousness. So when he said, listen, now he said, look. And he said, look at Abraham. Look at Abraham. So this morning, there's so much to see from looking at Abraham. So much to see when we cast our eyes back to who the Bible tells us Abraham is. But I'm not going to say so much about everything Abraham is, that he was a prophet, that he was an intercessor, that he was a generous person, that he was a warrior. I'm not going to go into all that. A father, but I want to look at few things. Look at the rock from which you were cut from the query where you were healed. Look at Abraham. So this is why I say it's important to stand at the crossroads as the prophet Jeremiah said and ask which is the right way to go. And that is why I alluded to the East African proverb. If you want to go fast, this generation are going too fast and you can go so fast and miss your target. You can go run very fast and not meet your goal and not arrive at your destiny but if you want to be a destiny person a person of destiny if you want to be a champion if you want to be a generational person who thinks generationally then God is pointing you to where you should start as for the ancient past and God is also saying then you must look at the query, the rock from which you were cut. What is God saying? God is saying, look at the foundation. You need to connect to foundation. That means you want to go far and not just fast. When you leave this world, your name will be written in the sands of time. You cannot be easily forgotten. You cannot be easily forgotten. Just as Abraham has not been forgotten, God says, stand on a strong foundation. I say it this way. Your foundation will determine your projection. The foundation on which you are building, on which you are standing, will determine how high your building will be. The foundation on which you stand will determine how high, the, the height you are going to reach, how high you will go in life, your foundation. And that is why you must connect to people who have passed this way before. This generation, we don't ask questions. This generation, I believe most of us, we don't observe. But we need to observe people who have reached somewhere. People who did great things and learn from them. We don't need to regenerate the wheel. We don't need to respin. We don't need to remold. But we need to climb on the shoulders. We need to move on a wheel that is already in process. And that is why we'll be able to go very far. We have an, a Ghanaian adage which says, what an adult sees sitting down a child will not see even when he climbs on a tree. So when we look at Abraham, we are looking at a man who walked with God. What did he do to show that he walked with God? What did he do? The first thing we all recollect Abraham for is that he was a man of faith. A man of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
And that those who come to him must believe that he is or he exists. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if God says, look at Abraham, he's telling us, Abraham, number one, sought him. You who pursue righteousness and seek the Lord. Abraham was one who sought his face. Abraham was one who needed him. Abraham was one who longed to know him. So that is what God is telling you and I to look at. Look at Abraham. He sought God. Then Hebrews chapter 11 says, tells us, by faith, Abraham went called to go to a place he would later receive. Later, not right now. We all want things immediately. But God is a God of process. He had all power to create all things at a go. But he's a God of process. So Abraham was to later receive an inheritance. And God told him to get that inheritance, there's something you must do. The Bible says he obeyed and he went when God spoke to him. Even though he did not know where he was going. You have a keen mind. And you are logical. God gave you the mind and he wants you to think. But when it comes to obedience in the military, he says obey before you complain. But we want to complain, we want to argue our case, even when it comes to spiritual things. Abraham did not argue with God. He left a wealthy nation. Er of the Chaldeans was a great nation, but Abraham moved on as soon as he heard God say go. So number one, Abraham sought God. And number two, Abraham obeyed God. Are you obedient? The Bible says, even though Abraham did not know where he was going, Sounds like a crazy instruction. You sent me, but you won't tell me where to go and how to reach there. But Abraham went. What has God said to you? Are you wanting to understand the ways of God before you follow him? The Bible says in Romans chapter 11, the ways or the paths of God are beyond finding out. It is easier and better that spells faith when you don't understand, but you follow. That is what faith is. Knowing that your father will not mislead you. For the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. When Abraham was asked to circumcise his household, in Genesis chapter 17, reading from verse 13 and also 22, 23, the Bible says that same day when God spoke to Abraham, that same day. Why did the Bible didn't just say he obeyed? But the Bible says on that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael. Abraham took his household and he circumcised them. Will you do that? At 89, at 90, at 70, God is telling you something to do. At 16, at 17, you are looking at your youthfulness. A girl, a boy, a beautiful lady. You said, I'm too beautiful to waste my time with these Christians. It's a boredom. I want to consume my alcohol and I want to enjoy my men and I want to enjoy the clubs and the young man with the muscle. You are saying, let me enjoy my life now. But do you know something? The life you have does not come from you it originates with your creator 
And if he is calling you today, if he is speaking to you today, I don't know what he has said to you. Each heart knows their God. Each heart knows what God is speaking in their hearts. If he has spoken to you today, like Abraham, this very day, my brother, my sister, this very day, that thing that God is telling you to do, Arise and let it be said in the records of time that the very day you heard God, the very day you arose and you began to go, it may sound foolish to the onlookers. Society may mock you. God says, look at Abraham. Abraham got crazy instructions. At above 80, circumcise yourself. Take a blade or a knife, put it on your manhood, cut it yourself. Abraham had never seen circumcision before, probably. Because the hidden around him were not circumcising. I know that because when the children of Jacob went to Shechem and Dinah was abused by the prince of that land and he wanted to marry Dinah and the brothers, two of them, they were so angry. And they had this idea to kill the people. The people were not circumcised. So they went. They were heathen. They were not Hebrews. They went and told them, if you all, all your men will circumcise, then we will give our daughter to you. Then our sister will be given to you. Indeed, the love of the man was so deep that they agreed to circumcise. And whilst they were in their pain, the Jewish people went and killed all of them. So Abraham never saw someone circumcised. But God told him, I want you to circumcise. And that very day, he sharpened his knife and he put it on his manhood and he cut it himself. And, and, and then the servants in his household watched him cut it himself. And did he say to each of them, come, let me do it for you. One after the other, they obeyed him and he circumcised his household. Over 300 men in his household. How do I know? Remember when he went to rescue lot the bible said he went with 380 men he circumcised himself and his household and his only son at the time ishmael he could have died if he did it wrong but he did it because he obeyed god and god guided his heart my brother my sister obedience is very very important because the bible says in hebrews chapter 11 abraham obeyed god he did not know where he was going abraham circumcised his household he did not know what he was doing but as long as he obeyed god god was leading the way and god was guiding him abraham and this will be my last point for this message abraham when asked to make sacrifice listen to this that God will tell you that take your only son in, in, in Genesis chapter 22 after God blessed Abraham with the promised son with the covenant son that God will turn around and say to Abraham now I want you to take that only son of yours and go and place him on an altar sacrifice that son to me sacrifice him to me of interest to me this morning as i spoke about obedience even in this god says about abraham in genesis chapter 22 and verse 18 god says about abraham he says through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed listen to this because you have obeyed me 
Because you have obeyed to carry your son to go and place him on an altar and dare to lift up the knife. And I saw your heart, Abraham. I saw you feared me. I saw you love me. For someone who loved God deeply, he was willing to sacrifice. I want to submit to you what is sacrifice. Romans chapter 12. I like to read to you quickly. Romans. Chapter 12. He says, Therefore, I urge you, I plead with you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. A sacrifice has life in it always. In Leviticus, the Bible says, There is life in the blood, life is in every blood. You know what? In this dispensation, we do not carry animals to go and sacrifice. But God sees your heart. What is the sacrifice you are making, my brother, my sister? Is it too much for you to serve the Lord? Is it too much for you just to go to church? I spoke to a lady just two or three days ago. Late night, she was in church. And then by 4 a.m. when I woke up, she sent me a test and she said to me, I will be in church 4.30 a.m. And I said, wow, do people still love God like that to want to live in the house of the Lord, dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of their lives? Can it be said of you that you know that woman, that man, that girl, that boy that constantly is saying with David, a day in your house is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Is it too much sacrifice? You said the sun is too hot. You said the rain is coming. You said my stomach, my children, my head, my pain. And God is saying for some of you is the blessing you have received from the Lord. He has blessed you so much and you have no time for him again. He has blessed you so much. You are a big guru. You are a big man, a big woman. You are rich. You have substance and you think serving God is for non-entities. It's for the poor. It's for the wretched. But God wants me to tell you it's not so much to ask you that you shine. You let his light shine through you in this world. Abraham made sacrifices. You are saying what I have is mine. One man said in the book of Luke chapter 12 he said, now I'm so wealthy and I'm building bars and my soul will rest. I will eat. I will enjoy my life. And Jesus said, God said concerning that man, you fool. It's a fool who takes the things of God for granted. Abraham made sacrifices. I know this. Anyone who can put their lives on the altar as a living sacrifice, a sacrifice with life in it, they show that they love God. They show that they are working with God. They show that God is their ultimate. They show that God is everything they ever need. They show that God is more important to them than any other person. Is it your wife or your husband? Is it your business? What is it? Is it your political power? What is it that is more important? I'm even speaking to a pastor. Is preaching more important to you than the one you preach about? Have you fallen in love with God? God wants us to make living sacrifices with our lives. And this is the description of the living sacrifice. He said, holy, pleasing to God. He said, this is your true and acceptable or proper worship. Abraham was a worshiper. That is why he can make sacrifices. You cannot be a worshiper and not make sacrifices. 
listen to this. You cannot be a worshiper. You cannot call yourself a worshiper. It's not about the songs you sing. It's not about the dance you dance. It's not about the clapping of your hands. It's all part of it. But something deep must die within. If you are a worshiper, you fall flat before the God you worship, who is the living God. You sacrifice everything. You die before him. You pour your life out. You pour your life out before him. Abraham knows such. I know about Abraham, a man of faith. You see, the true worshiper is a person of faith. You cannot worship when you don't have faith. That is why Abraham, as a man of faith, you learn from the Bible that he was a worshiper. As Romans chapter 12 is telling us, he, he lived his life, pouring his life. It's, if his life was not poured to God, he couldn't have carried his son to the altar. And Hebrews chapter 11 says, figuratively speaking, Abraham killed the son because he had faith in God, that God is able to bring that son back to life. That is a worshiper of God. When you come face to face with your father, there's nothing you hold back from him because you know all things come from him. I know Abraham was a worshiper. When you go to the Bible, the Bible says when God called Abraham out in Genesis chapter 12 verse 7, the moment he stepped into the promised land God was going to give to him, he did not know but the first thing he did in verse 7 was to raise an altar. An altar is never raised except there's a sacrifice on it. If you raise an altar and you do not put a sacrifice on it, you've arranged stones, but you don't have an altar. What makes an altar an altar is the sacrifice that is on it. And the sacrifice on the altar tells that you are giving the sacrifice to one that is above you. The king of kings and the lord of lords. I don't know which altar you have raised. Some people raise altars and they are demonic altars. But Abraham left his demonic nation and when he walked with God and he got to a place, the first thing was to raise an altar. Verse 8 of the same chapter 12 tells us that when Abraham moved along a bit and he got to Bethel and I, he set up another altar. Abraham's life had been a life of worship because his life was a life of faith, faith that produces obedience. My brother, my sister, God is calling you to faith. And when he calls and you respond, it means that you have obeyed him. If you have obeyed God like Jesus Christ, though son he was, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. It's a suffering when God will give you instruction, circumcise, and you cut it off. It's, it's a suffering when God will give you instruction, put your child on the altar, you do it. What is that thing God is telling you? But do you know what? When you obey God fully, God said, I will reward you. And as I bring the message to a close finally, I want you to know that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And this week, the Lord will reward your diligence. The Lord will reward your walk of obedience. The Lord will reward your walk of sacrifices. The sacrifices of worship. When you say give, you give freely. You give in your church. You give to the poor and the needy. The Lord will reward it because he rewards. Because he rewards. It is my prayer 
that as was said about Abraham, when he put his hand on the altar, the Bible says from verse 16 of Genesis chapter 22, an angel, the same angel who had been with him called and told Abraham, this is God speaking to Abraham. I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. May the Lord surely bless you as you obey him. I declare, may the Lord surely bless your water and may the Lord bless your bread. May the Lord bless you in the country and bless you in the city. May the Lord bless your going out and bless your coming in. May the Lord bless your children and their children after them. May the Lord bless you. He says, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous. I declare and I decree, hitherto it has been like a desert all around you. Hitherto you have dried up like a desert but according to the word of the Lord water is about to gush out you don't know where you are going God says I will go with you God says if you walk with me and you will obey me and you will make sacrifices I am the God of Abraham if you look at Abraham and you stand on the rock from which he was cast the quarry from which he was hewn I the Lord God who blessed Sarah and blessed Abraham and made him to become many though he was one somebody I'm speaking to you you are lowly and you are lonely I'm speaking to somebody who is dry may I tell you that according to the word of the Lord <laughs> you shall become many according to the word of God my brother my sister God is visiting you with abundance in the name of Jesus God bless you for listening to this message. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows.